For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, hour number two here inside the locker room. And, of course, you've pondered, you've, you've wrapped, unwrapped, digested, expelled. You've done it all this Christmas, but there's always one last gift that needs to be opened. And that gift is the gift of Bob Labriola this Christmas. Mr. Aston answered himself. That's right. Steelers Digest Editor-in-Chief, the czar of the pen. Um, It is our good friend and you know i have to say merry christmas and happy holidays bob it is great to be talking with you the day after christmas how was your holiday buddy you know my wife always refers to me as the lump of coal by the way, <laughs> just saying. no but, um, but but coal makes fire so you know it, <laughs> there it's you a go. very it's a very necessary element if you want to stay warm in cold conditions so you know you know it, I, I don't see that frown. I turn it upside down, my friend. You, you, you are the coal that, that warms the room. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, thank you. I, I wish I could. Uh, I wish I was taping this so I could play it. Yeah. Um, don't worry. It's on podcast form wherever yeah. you get all your yeah. podcasts. You can find it in the locker room. Shameless plug. I will take the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Oh man! So how, how how was the holiday, Bob? Did you? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm eating it? pizza. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, I apologize. Yeah, Wolf Wolf is foraging, so it's a two man show right now. It's just me and you, Bob, okay. right now. All right, for the next five minutes. Uh, it was, um, you know, got off to a rousing start um, on December 23rd. I'll tell you that. Um, oh, absolutely. With that game, you know, Max, I told you that. Um, the Steelers would have absolutely no problems dealing with, you know, the Bengals passing attack without Keon O'Neal and Trenton Thompson and Minka Fitzpatrick and DeMonte Casey, but you didn't believe me. You know. What a disbeliever, but, huh? I believed you, Labs. But, yeah. um, uh, but I'll Keep tell you what. Pizza, that, bud. We don't need, we don't need those <laughs> But, um, yeah, very pleasantly surprised. By what happened um, at Accrature Stadium on Saturday night, um, and um, you know, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe I'm starting to get a little hope, as, you know. Because let me say this: last night, watching the Monday night game, I held my nose and rooted for the Ravens, right? 
and they won. And if they win this weekend, then the last game of the season means nothing to them. They will have clinched the top seed in the AFC. And, um, you know, who knows then what uh, the Steelers might see in Baltimore that last, uh, week 18. So, you know, looking looking at things now, I mean, it, it seems a whole lot more uh, promising uh, for the postseason. I mean, there's still a lot of, uh, you know, things to be accomplished. I'm not trying to suggest that going out to Seattle and beating the Seahawks is going to be easy. And even if the Steelers win that game and the one against uh, Baltimore in Baltimore, they're still going to need some help. But it just doesn't, I don't know, to me anyway, it doesn't seem as hopeless as it did uh, before that uh, victory over the Bengals. Labs, I got to ask you, well, you're professionally we- – what would you think of Mason's performance? Because I know, you know, every we've all heard, you know, some people talking, but I wanted to hear from you because the thought of a guy sitting for two years and then coming out with the performance like that is just the chances of that happening are really, really small. But what a performance. I, I was thrilled for Mason and for the young guy that he is that has withstood so much in his career. I, I just thought it was great stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and looking at it kind of in the rearview mirror a little bit, it was exactly what the Steelers needed from the from their quarterback. He was aggressive. He didn't, uh, you know, he wasn't fearful. He took shots, but he didn't turn the ball over. And that combination, you know, isn't, I don't think is necessarily easy Um to put together and especially for a guy who hadn't started a game since November, 2021. But I mean, he provided uh, this, the, the team with exactly what it needed. And uh, you know, I, I watching him play, you know, he had a perfect passer rating well into the second quarter. Yeah. Uh, and you know, just the way that, that his, that his teammates responded to him during the game. And then after the game, you know, just reading about the things that came out of the locker room, right. You know, Cam Hayward gave him a game ball just to see the way that his, uh, his teammates then after the game kind of uh, just responded to the way he played, um, you know, certainly had to be a, a great, moment in his career uh happy for him uh good guy and um you know here looking at my clock 53 minutes the uh mike tallman press conference um starts who you guys think starting against the seahawks (laughs) do you think well the question is first of all do you think mike will name a starter in the press conference because i don't i would think you might want to hold that close up until you get out there maybe well I think um, you need to let your team know. You know what I mean? Trying to play that game, you know, who's going to play to try and trick Pete Carroll and the Seahawks, I don't think is is as important as telling your team and getting them mentally ready for what, you know, uh, who the quarterback is going to be in a game that's a must-win situation. So uh, I think that um, if he knows, he'll say it. You know, the the uh, the variable for me is, 
you know, this um, tightrope surgery that Kenny Pickett had, I was doing some reading about it on the internet and, you know, the, the uh, prognosis kind of ranges anywhere from three to six weeks. Okay. Now he had the surgery on December 4th. So, you know, you're looking at, you know, do your gazentas wolf and you can see that <laughs> it's kind of on the front end of that prognosis where is where he will be now i'm gonna have to kick know, off and, my and, and, shoes labs you know that okay well i'll just tell you it's on the front thank end you of that thank prognosis. you thank you uh but um you know and then i, I would imagine that the the um the way excuse me, the way that the defense of different positions have to use the ankle, you know, to do, to play the position and protect themselves and all of that stuff is different. So I don't know, you know, if for a quarterback, because of what he is faced uh, during a game, whether it's better for him to be towards the back end of that three to six weeks or the front, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of variables to me. And, you know, I think that um, that could be a factor, certainly. But I I also don't think you want your – you want Kenny Pickett, your starting quarterback, in a game you have to win, not a full participant in practice this week. Right. I mean, that's just me talking out loud. No, I think you make sense. Well, hey, let's not get carried away. <laughs> I'm willing. I'm I, all I told you guys was I'm willing to come on the show every Tuesday at eleven o'clock. I never promised making sense. Um, that's extra. So, but anyway, I, I just think it's going to make for a, a captivating viewing uh, at noon today, uh, and all the uh, Steelers fans listening to this, uh, it's on um, SNR on all the Steelers platforms starts at noon. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be late tuning in because I can imagine if Mike Tomlin doesn't address it in his opening statement, it'll be the first question. Right. Right. Yeah, no, it has to be the first thing out the mouth. You're right. Um, you know, Labs, I got to ask, I mean, thoughts on, you know, the participation, you know, Rob King brought it up the top three, uh, tacklers on defense were guys who are not on this roster to end training camp and start the season. Uh, what were your thoughts just on the, on, on those guys and their participation? And, and of course, just next man up really being the mantra for this squad. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I really, you know, to me, you know, the next man up thing, um, you know, is a nice, uh, you know, nice thing to put on a T-shirt or a bumper sticker or whatever. But, you know, there are there are limitations to that. I mean, you know, uh, as I said, you know, kidding around with you when we started, how I knew um, definitively that the Steelers would be able to overcome the loss of their top four safeties, you know, against the team that <laughs> right. had T. Higgins and a quarterback who threw for 328 yards the, the previous week. Um but, you know, yeah, you're absolutely right. Those guys, um, you know, Michael Walker, Eric Rowe, and Miles Jack. Miles Jack, too, on the couch, retired, by the way. Mm. Um, you know, Eric Rowe, a ninth, he's a ninth-year guy. But, you know, he was, I think he signed, what, November 20th or something? 
Um, these, you know, these are examples of players doing unusually unusual things. Um, and here's the other thing I, I think needs to be mentioned. The other uh, guys on the field with them, you know, they also have to um, adjust, adapt, um, overcome a little bit sometimes when another player, you know, someone who is new or inexperienced, you know, or some combination of both is introduced to the group. Because especially on defense, and I would imagine especially on the back end, that those players have to work as a group. You know, um, they, they have to know where everyone else is a lot of the times. Um, you know, you're passing off receivers in different coverages. You know, the communication uh, that, that is going on. Does everybody get the call correctly? You know, basic stuff like that even. Do they even know what the call is, what they're supposed to be, where they're supposed to be when the call comes from the sideline, let alone once the offense breaks the huddle and then there are adjustments and audibles and defensive you know, changes made based on formation and motions and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, you know, again, I was extremely impressed with the way the Steelers' defense played. Um, you know, 11 points uh, to the Bengals. Uh, I, again, if, if you would have pin, tried to pin me down in the, uh, during the pregame, how many points are they going to give up? I would have said I'd be happy with 20. Mm. You know, 11's half of that almost. So, yeah, very impressive performance by the unit as a whole. And not only the guys who stepped up, but also the the holdovers or however you want to term those guys, Patrick Peterson and, and those people, how they adjusted and helped those new guys do what was necessary. Um, you know, kudos to them. And, uh, you know, there's no – I don't think there's any uh, – anybody coming in on the white horse either to meet, <laughs> meet them out in Seattle. So, um, right. you know, so it's going to have to happen again um, this Sunday. Well, let me ask you your thoughts preceding Sunday – or I'm sorry, Seattle, and the thoughts of uh, <clears throat> the progress of Joey Porter. Wow. I, I'm anxious to think uh, – I'm anxiously thinking about possible matchup, Porter, DK Metcalf. Wow. Oh, yeah, that would certainly be interesting. Uh, you know, Joey Porter, I did read somewhere that um, he, I think he leads, he has the most penalties. Right. Um, you know, okay. Um, you know, that. but uh, in, in examining the stats from the, the Cincinnati game, you know, he wasn't on T. Higgins all the time. Right. When he was on T. Higgins, I saw that Higgins caught one pass for 15 yards. So, if you can do that to a player of that ability and who means that what T Higgins means to the, his offense, uh, you know, I'll take the penalty. You know, that's part of doing business. He's a 23 year old yeah. rookie. Uh, but the one thing I did also see mentioned on uh, social media, you know, maybe Joey Porter jr. Needs to change the color of his gloves. Mm. He wears gold gloves on a uh, against a team wearing white jerseys and as you offensive linemen know 
uh, when you want to grab whoa, whoa, whoa. What are and, you what are you saying and, here? <laughs> and, and do the uh, you know pass protection two step. It's better yeah. if your gloves or whatever are the same color of the jersey that you're uh, not trying not to get caught grabbing and holding on to. You know, that's a little uh, veteran savvy move there, right? You guys could certainly tutor Joey uh, in some of that. Hey, hey, hey. I resemble that statement, sir. I would appreciate it if you would not talk about my white gloves with my black uniform when we're at home and my and, and my black gloves with my white uniform when I'm away. What are you insinuating that that I would insinua- that I would be the guilty party? I'm in, no, I'm I'm insinuating that you guys had the savvy, uh, you know, to know to you know, work the system. I mean, everybody else is doing it. I I just consider that part of the business. So what, uh, what did Mike Pursuit always used wrong. to say? If you ain't cheating, you ain't competing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but see, I don't think that's cheating. No, I really don't. No. I mean, I, I consider no. that veteran savvy. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, you're, you're not you don't want to you don't want to make the the uh, umpires uh, uh, and the referees job too early too easy because those are the guys who usually call that right they get yeah. paid to make them work for <laughs> right exactly exactly yeah. exactly no no referee i did not have my hand behind his back you know that wasn't me what are you talking about I, no i was clutching i was not holding i was not holding One's legal, one is not. I, I despise illegalities. I was redirecting uh, his jersey. That's all. I'm rearranging it. You know, I'm a tailor in my off time. I mean, it was still <laughs> fitting of him. <laughs> oh, oh no! But labs. I mean, you know, th- th- this is one of the great things, right? When when you get to have this type of moment where we're talking about right. such a big. I mean, because. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Labs. Wasn't the last time they scored 30 points in a game uh, a year ago plus against the same team? Wasn't it the last time we scored 30 points? Because it wasn't this season. No, it wasn't this season. Um, or was it a year ago and and game against the Chargers and they lost? Uh, yeah, again, it's been a, it's been a long time. I'm yeah. trying to look it up it, here it, as we talk. Wes, Wes yeah. is nodding his head. Me, I'm as usual. Yeah. I'm useless yeah, it, as it was far against, as that. It's too it was, far away. Excuse me. It was against the Bengals on November 20th, but it was in a loss. Okay. okay it wasn't a loss. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I mean, just think it, it had been over a calendar year since the last time this team put up 30 points. And and I would argue this, this 30 looked – you know, was way more convincing than the thirty we got against them a year ago. Um, so it was. Well, and here, I mean, to here's another thing. Too. Here's another thing. I, I thought that there were some, you know, golden opportunities left on the field too. I thought mm-hmm. that uh, Mason had Deontay Johnson for another touchdown. You know, the he missed the throw, and again, I'm not being overly critical of the quarterback on that. I mean, I'm just saying, had he been more, um, spot on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, Hey, at, yeah, and the it, best it, it, can it, miss a throw here and there, you know, I mean, that's just, right. that's, that's the human. So, I mean, you know, and I, I also thought there was a Calvin Austin play left out on the field. Mm. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was 30 points for real. Uh, and, um, maybe it could have been 40. 
Uh, so, you know, again, that's another one of those, in my opinion, factors that are variables, if you want, to be considered in choosing the, the starter uh, this coming Sunday. Um, I don't know if you can tell. I'm kind of leaning to what if it were my decision. Which That's what I was going to ask you. Is yes. not. I would start Mason Rudolph. Um, I might think of a way to um, lay Kenny Pickett not starting on uh, the medical people uh, to kind of, you know, eliminate any because I, I just think that if whatever decision is made, it's going to be scrutinized unbelievably. Right. You know, not only leading up to the game, but then after the game, if it doesn't end up the way sure. the Steelers need it to end up, you know, to keep their playoff hopes alive. So, um, yeah, I would, you know, maybe tell Dr. Bradley, whisper in his ear uh, before, if I, if I was doing the press conference at noon, I would say, uh, yeah, I'm picking Mason to start against Seattle and I'm blaming you saying that you see, you don't think he's going to be ready and uh, just go from there because um, that's, I, I, I don't know the way, the way Mason played and the way his teammates responded to him during the game. And then afterwards sharing in his um, performance and being excited about it. Uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm riding the hot hand right now. I just am. I think it's the the momentum that can be captured from this. You know, there there hasn't been much momentum of late, okay? Nope. So you've got right. a little bit of momentum. Why not grab it? And I think, and in, in, in truly and in, in honestly, too, I believe Kenny's the future, but you also got to protect him a little bit, too, because let me tell you something. You don't want a chronic ankle on a young buck like that, and it wouldn't be a bad thing to keep moving forward like this to see if you can capture that little bit of, you know, lightning in a bottle yet again. Well, and I also don't think, um, you know, you you don't want to make, in my opinion, the mistake that Bill Cowher made in 1992 either. Yes. Uh, and Tunch, Tunch always, he was bitter about that. Labs, um, can I tell you, you know, this? I was trying to think of that last night. I, I was. I was sitting there going, what did Tunch say? What was it? What year? I should have known. I should have just called you. But yes, please continue. Um, but yeah, it was 1992. Neil got Neil O'Donnell, who Bill Cower had picked to be the starting quarterback, um, was injured in a game against I think it was New Orleans. Uh, Bubby played had to come in, played the second half. Um, he 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 looked as rusty as he was, um, but the Steelers were able to hold on and win. Then the next week, I believe it was, the Steelers went out to Chicago and had the misfortune of playing the Bears on Mike Singletary Day. Mm. And even though the, that was the big, they honored Singletary, they presented him, they had a halftime ceremony. And the 1992 Bears weren't very good uh, for Mike Singletary. They played like the 85 Bears. And I think the Steelers lost that game 30-6. to six. Um, You know, and, and Bubby was bad. Lots of turnovers. Uh, then the next week, it was uh, a game Bubby played pretty well. Uh, he had gotten better progressively over the time that he needed to come, you know, to fill in for Neil. Right. Who I do believe that um, O'Donnell's injury was a high ankle sprain, or maybe I'm just making that up. Uh, but anyway, the Steelers then, um, because of that last win, 
uh, with with Brister, uh, clinched the number one seed in the AFC. So that meant they got a week off, and then they played Buffalo, and that was the year that Buffalo had that huge comeback against the Oilers mm-hmm. um, in a wild card round game and uh, beat them. And so um, Cower went with O'Donnell because he was the starter. Um, it was Cower's first season. He had chosen him. You know, there was a lot of made sense, you know, to, to his rationale in right. that. But Neil stunk in that playoff game, and the Steelers lost. And um, Tunch always believed that, uh, you know, he thought that at that point, Bubby gave the team the best chance to win the game. Right. And, exactly. you know, that was Tunch's last season with the Steelers. And, again, it was a good teammate. They went into the playoffs as the uh, top seed in the AFC and lost largely because even though the offense moved the ball, um, they didn't generate any points you know, from all of the yardage and time of possession that, you know, was able to to accumulate, put on the stat sheet. So, uh, you know, I do think that's that's the hot hand theory to me. And in, in this way, it's similar because, you know, Mike Tomlin has selected Kenny Pickett to be the starter. He has been the starter. Um, and he's has shown, the, the coach, I mean, shown that, um, whenever he is physically capable of playing, he starts. He started against the Ravens uh, despite being injured, uh, not finishing the game the previous week, I think it was. There was another time this season where Pickett's had, was injured a little bit, and would he be able to play? And he did. So uh, that's – I wouldn't make I, – I would I – would, I would shy away from uh, being too quick mm-hmm. to ignore the hot hand as opposed in favor of a guy that you have decided is your starter. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, <clears throat> we will find out uh, in a little over 30, 34 minutes from now <laughs> about that. And, and I, I think, I think, I think those are very salient points because I, because when you look at it, I mean, you know, there's a lot to be said about momentum and especially the way the season has gone. And if there is a way to continue, like you said, to ride that hot hand to to use that because the response is there. And I think when, when that response meets the production that was also um, attained, you can't overlook that. And, and like you said, I mean, there's going to be plenty of room in the future. <laughs> you know, hey, guess what, Kenny? Still got you for three more years, bud. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. in this moment, the way this has gone, as we build this team for you, you know, right now, the, you know, it's it's not about you know what 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 is deserved in this moment. It's about what's happening. I mean, reality. This is a practical application of theory. And when you're talking about you, wins are on the line, and and you know, and the way that that response happened in, in a tight situation, you know, hey. It's it is what it is, and I think any competitor can realize that. Um, and it takes a true competitor to be able to understand. Hey, you know what? Maybe maybe it's maybe, maybe this is the right course for this moment. And who's to say that you know come playoff time is a different story if if we're in that conversation? But we got to get to that. We got to get to that threshold first. And there's no time for 
working it out um, in this process. And let me just throw in one last thing about it. Uh, I also really like how um, the George Pickens, Mason Rudolph um, tandem, um, they seem to be on the same page uh, and work very well together. And, you know, I, I get that, you know, Pickens, you don't, you don't make decisions, you know, to make uh, a second-year wide receiver happy. But I also think that it was pretty obvious during that game what he can mean to an offense that we, we've talked about this earlier uh, is having trouble scoring points. Uh, you know, the, the whole over a calendar year thing since the last time it scored 20 points, 30 points, excuse me. So, you know, I, nest, I wouldn't want to uh, overlook that either. You know, keep the, keep the second-year receiver engaged again in, a, in another must-win uh, situation because uh, Mason Rudolph and George Pickens seem to have it going on uh, last Saturday at Acrisure Stadium. Absolutely, yeah. man. Absolutely. Good stuff, Labs. No, okay. Well, well, Labs, we appreciate it. I'm going As back to always, eating pizza. Every Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wolf's about to go back to eating pizza since he, had, since he has the PSA in the next segment. Uh, we're going to let him get his fill. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> we, we do appreciate all the time labs as always coming on every Tuesday with us and chopping it up. Uh, we look forward to next Tuesday and hopefully all that stuff we just talked about. Hopefully most of it comes true. I think that, that, that that's the additional wish as we get to the new year. So he is Bob Labriol. You can check him out today. Asked and answered is out. It's out and about on Steelers.com. Also Steelers digest editor in chief. Um, every Tuesday joins us in the locker room. Great friend of the program. Labs, enjoy the rest of your day and have a great week. We'll talk to you soon, and we'll be back with more here in the locker room on ESPN and SNR Radio. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Transformación. Ahora colocan en movimiento. El centro es un poquito bajo de parte de Cole. El pase completo. Y se escapa a la 30, a la 40. Y se va solito Piquen. Jorgito Piquen. Jorgito Piquen para dotar el touchdown. Y no veo, no veo. How about that? Oh, complete Espanol. I mean, that's our buddies Alvaro and Arturo getting it done big time. Man, that that's exciting. I didn't even know what he was saying, other than the excitement of what he was saying was exciting enough. But my goodness, yes. that was something, huh, Max? Oh, my goodness. So... So for me, like uh, when, when we got that clip, when I saw it on X and I, I reposted it, I put this little tagline on there and I said, I said, even for though, even though I don't know what they're saying, I know exactly what they're saying. <laughs> right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> just, that's that's true. right. I mean, I have no clue any of those words. And, and I took Spanish in high school and college. 
Um, Believe it or but not, I know I what they're through. saying. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, exactly right. I mean, Max, yeah, the only I mean, thing I remember was Sierra La Puerta closed the door after I got yeah, they, booted they, one time. <laughs> my favorite phrase that my my high school Spanish teacher she said, "Here's how you tell the difference: you don't piss in a piscina." Okay, all right. There you because go. it means you don't piss in a pool. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there you go. All right. Important sage so, advice. It's a va- it's a great rule to live by. Yes, you do, you don't. And piss by in the piscina. way, I just had I just had like two day old Caliente pizza, and it was amazing. You had a second dose of two day old Caliente I, I, pizza. I, I, you got, I'm not kidding, man. It was just sitting in the fridge. Yeah. I'm like going, you know, that's gonna go down. It's. You know, yeah, you, exactly. He's uh, uh, like, hello, microwave meat, meet my desires. <laughs> There's nothing like a good microwave pizza a couple days after. Oh, oh yeah. that was delicious. All right. So, yeah. Max, as we move forward now, we're moving towards the press conference. And it's almost like Labs was building the drama, you know, because Labs pointed out some things that, you know, I th- yeah, and the other hand, too, you might want to just name a starter moving forward for your team. You know, for all that the, the 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 you've been through thus far, maybe that's the most prudent way to go. And it kind of caught me by surprise because I hadn't even considered that. Yeah, I mean, because I, I think, you know, in this situation, especially when you just think about how the season's been, right? I mean, it is... It's one that we've we've had a lot of frustration. We've we we've witnessed highs, we've witnessed lows, right? And there hasn't been any con- real consistency. Um, and you don't want to, you know, also just shirk it off as oh, this is just a Christmas miracle. No, I mean it, it's a guy. You know, when preparation meets opportunity, right? Yes. And right now, right right now, we're not saying it's a long term solution, right? But for the short term and for what it is right now, why not explore it? Why not go through this um, exercise? Because, you know, you're rushing Kenny back for what? Right? Right. I mean, and if there is something else to be had, why not capture it in the moment and take that lightning in a bottle? Because we we know long-term, and and as we continue to craft this, you know, this squad and the image that Omar Khan and Andy White will see it, but for now, this might be, you know, the thing that we need. And when you see the relationship, when you see, you know, the functionality, you know, because Mason's not afraid to push the ball downfield. Right. And, and like you said, and it wasn't a high volume. Here's the other thing. It wasn't a high volume of throws to George either. No, it no. was just the right throws at the right time. Yeah. It was you know six what targets. Like, That's all he had. Yeah. Six total targets, which he's had that this season. Yeah. But the way those six targets looked, are completely different, and and so I'm all for that. And I and, and it's not a slight on Kenny. It's not a slight on anybody. No, no. It's just hey, recognizing when opportunity meets preparation, you reward that. And why not ride that out? Exactly. So um, I I also look at it as being that opportunity um, to to protect Kenny. You know, Kenny Kenny's he, he's not one of those guys that is going to stand there and try to unload the ball and everything else or not run because I mean, he is he's a competitor, full bore competitor flat out. Okay. Well, sometimes full bore flat out competitors need to be pulled back a little bit when the situation calls for it. I believe that Kenny's got a future. I believe that he's the future here. And and you know, we'll go from, you know, if if he's not able to uh, saddle up this week 
or the next week. You know, it, maybe that's not the worst of things to have happen, to get that body right, and then you go into the offseason at some point, you know, whether whether or not the Steelers get blessed with an opportunity to move forward or not, we'll see. But, you know, right now, for the moment, there hasn't, as I said before, there hasn't been all that much momentum to be captured. What little you got, man, you, you it's kind of like you got to hang on to that. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like that last bite of your Caliente pizza from the second time. That oh, you it was went. beautiful. Well, oh, You want to savor it. You're like, I, I, I can't just let this this last morsel go i mean I, I want more and you know there's more in the fridge why not why not go back to the fridge again you, you know, know what that, you're, that, you're that's, right that's what it is. <laughs> you're right excuse me wessel he'll be with you here yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i excuse myself for yet a third piece max uh, the the best part was you know while you guys were talking to labs at one point wolf is hamming down the last of his first round of pizza and he looks at me and he goes this is so good you gotta you gotta go get some <laughs> right and then he yeah. goes back out and gets a second round. It's probably all gone now, right? No, After no, Wolf no. Yeah, me I, some, it's well, I did, it, it, it was it wasn't too. for you. He was talk. He was talking. He was. It was simply, you know, it, 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 he was expounding <laughs> verbally in an outward manner. Um, to make a slice, sure maybe. It's like, it's like when you see your neighbor doing something out in the yard, and you're like, "Oh, you need a hand with that." But in the back of your mind, you're like, "Please say no. Please don't actually." That's what Wolf was like. Oh, I should offer Wes some of this. I hope he says no, but I should offer him some of this pizza. It's the right thing to do. Okay, now you got me. All right, there, there you go. Yeah, Wes, there it is. Wes has been my wingman for too long here. You know, in the, in the studio, he he's seen it. Listen. <laughs> He knows broom closet etiquette. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth, man? Oh goodness. Oh my God. Now that that is too funny. But but no, I but but to get back on point, you're absolutely yes. right, Wolf. I mean, why not? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like I, I think when you think about the team construct, the team mentality, ego must be removed from it. Yeah. And it must come to, you know, a sobering reality. And also, it's honoring the guys that do the job, mm -hmm. right? And he got the job done. So why not continue to allow him to prove his worth, to prove his value? There's a reason why he sat for 769 days. Did not complain, did not make a peep. Just when, when his number was called, right. he just went out and did the job. And so you have you have to respect that, and I think any any player in that locker room recognizes what the value of that is. And no, no you question. know you set you see, you just set it aside. You say you know what, it's for team because then you go. It's like what are the priorities here? Like when you're playing a team sport, yes, yes, there's an individual aspect to it. That's what every man is a competitor. That's why you're here. That's why you're one. That's why you're one of fifty three. But at the same time. You, you, you got you got you got to say bravo, pat a guy on the back, and say thank you. Yeah. And I think this is this is that thank you moment for Mason Rudolph. Think about it. You know, not 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 having been play had played in seven hundred and sixty nine days. Okay, think about how the nuances of quarterbacking. If you're not paying attention during those seven hundred and sixty nine days, if you're not working on the details, doing mental reps, getting on, uh, you know, watching film doing the extra things that you need to do if you are truly preparing to be a starter, uh, as, as every backup quarterback says, 
You know, one of the first things that goes is the nuances. If you're not doing the dot in the I's, crossing the T's, you don't see you come in after 770 days, for lack of better. You know, you come in and you, you don't look off safeties. You don't shoulder pump. You get the huddle in and out kind of not so good. You know what I mean? You're not making the reads. He was doing all of that. I mean, so you truly felt like, all right, Mason has been doing all the little details that he needed to do in the intervening times and showed that he's a man of his word. You know, I mean, he, he put his best effort out there uh, in practice each and every day, despite the fact he was largely relegated to scout team status. But the, I was watching. He's moving with his, his the safeties with his eyes. He's shoulder pumps with the, his shoulder to redirect some of the corners and so forth. I love that. The fact that he got the guys in and out of the huddle, that he was doing it efficiently and, and within time and not rushing up all the time at the last second trying to get a play underway. All that stuff really, to me, spoke to his professionalism in between the times that he had an opportunity to step out and lead his team on the field. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I completely concur. And, and, and that, that, but that's the essence of what team sport is, right? Wolf. That's true. That's what it means to be a teammate. That's what it means to put your arm around a guy and say, you know what? Yeah. Do we agree with you? And you saw the way the players responded right during the game. Right. I mean, you don't get that type of youthful exuberance. You don't get that type of place anywhere else except for in a team sport where it's like we put all of our hands in the pile. We talk about that 111th, right? right? And, and you know, there's there's the force multipliers. There's the dividers. There's the addition, there's the adders, and there's the subtractors. Right. And I saw a lot of adding and a lot of multiplying, you <laughs> yeah. know, yes. on no Saturday doubt. night. And, and why not continue that? Why Absolutely. not continue that? I saw George Pickens running down and celebrating with all his teammates after after a touchdown that he didn't score. Yep. And I saw right? people running down to George and celebrating with him when he did score. You know, yes, I mean, that, exactly. that's all all good stuff. And you know what? We're going to continue with the good stuff because coming up, we got Max with the <laughs> the uh, last lap. The Bell and Lap the PSA. Bell lap coming up, yes, right ah, here ah. in the locker room. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Guess what time it is? Bell lap time here in the locker room. And that is also your your official eight-minute uh, sounder before the Mike Tomlin press conference <laughs> um, as well, a.k.a. the lunch bell, whatever else you want to name it, um, you know, as, as we await to hear the words um, about the game and about what is on the precipice for New Year's Eve. So I'm excited, Wolf. I mean, I think we kind of laid out what, we, what we're expecting to hear from Coach Tomlin. Hopefully we don't hear the uh <laughs> the proverbial starter already you know announced we don't want the opening salvo like the first part of this show like just keep keep it tucked away keep it tucked away 
You don't, pull, you don't, you don't pull the cannon out when you're raiding a pirate ship until the last minute. Like, oh, look at this. Just a regular ship. Boom, cannon. That's what you want. That's what we want for Pete Carroll and the boys. <laughs> that would be nice. But again, I go back. Labs made a good point. You know, maybe maybe you're capturing momentum by naming this. I don't know. This is really, this is about coaching. This is about gut instinct. You know, one of the things that I've always felt that coaches who are eminently successful overall, a guy like Mike Tomlin, one of the things he does, he relies on his gut instinct. And so whatever it is, you know, I think it's it's going to be fine because I think he has – there's nobody I, I know of that has a better overall temperature and understanding of each and every player on that roster than Mike Tomlin. So I go with that. I get it, and okay, we'll see. But it's going to be fun to find out. And, I, yeah, I'm going to be here. <laughs> I'm going to be listening. <laughs> As a guy who knows temperatures and guts um, very well uh, in the food world, I, I appreciate your uh, – your metaphor there, Wolf. Well, so I know it comes. I know it comes from an experienced place. <laughs> so I do, all I do you ponder did, that. All you had to do was look at Wesley's picture of the prime rib he put out there, huh? Oh, was that gorgeous? Yeah. Oh, it was absolutely gorgeous. Hopefully, he released that on on the social media, and you guys can enjoy as well. But I'll tell you what, we're going to enjoy. We're going to enjoy listening to the Mike Tomlin press conference coming up next here on SNR Radio. Of course, catch us same black and gold channel, same black and gold time. We're out of here. Go make it a great day. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.